Hello, everybody. everybody. Welcome to At Home with Lyndon Drew Scott. A show where we chat with artists, experts, dreamers, and doers about the good that they're creating in the world. Through these conversations, we get to learn about relationships with ourselves, our communities, and our planet. We go beyond design and explore what home is all about. This is At Home. Well, thank you again to everyone for joining us. We always love hanging out, and we have said this before, but we really, really like you giving us feedback about who you want us to interview, who you want us to sit down and chat with. I was going to ask you, like, feedback about, like, your life or, like, feedback about... Everything. Your I like food? feedback about <laughs> the shows, Yes. what meals I should eat, your <laughs> mom's famous spaghetti recipe, whatever mm. it might be, but hit us up on social at, at home. Yeah. Send and recipes. DM us. I'm like, now I'm super hungry. Yeah. We're, we're going to have dinner after this. Um, but yeah, we're kicking off July and we're actually looking at like, just to be fully transparent, we're exploring where at home is going mm-hmm. in the next few months. We've really enjoyed what, uh, we've done in the past year and that we've got gotten to talk to so many experts. Yeah, and it's also the feedback from you listening to all of our episodes. We're really seeing a way that we want to shift our episodes and we actually want to dig in a little bit more to our lives like you've been asking for and and bring in people that we know that are an important part of our lives. I'm going to bring in Druby. Oh, I want to bring in Linda. <laughs> <laughs> actually, today we're going to be bringing in three very important people in our lives. Yes, our children. <laughs> we already have three grown children, if you all don't know. We have our sister-in-law, Anna Lee, a really good friend of ours. She's a photojournalist and director, Jessica Earnshaw. And then we have Victoria Tonelli, who is a designer on our team. And these have all been very close family friends. We call them our children because they stay with us when they're in LA. And sometimes they act like children, Yeah, that's which true. is a great thing. We should all act like children more. We should all have more fun like children, but we should still clean our rooms. Uh, and learn how to load a dishwasher. (laughs) We'll get into that (laughs) later. Um, Also, at the end of every episode coming up and today, we'll be highlighting a maker that we love. And this was actually born out of all of the awesome makers who reached out after our makers episode we did a few months back. For us, it's really exciting to showcase amazing stories about people who are making things happen and changing the direction of their lives. Yeah, and just creating things that make other people happy or make our lives easier. Can I rename them? Can I, can they be like the, the mover and shaker maker? Mover and shaker maker. Yeah. Makers and shakers. Makers and shakers, I like yeah. that. Makers and shakers. Okay, so stay tuned to the end of each episode for the makers and shakers that we love. And if you are a maker or if you know of one, please write to us. Snail mail, write to us? No, maybe just DM. Yeah, DM us on Instagram. (laughs) By the way, heads up, there is a little bit of swearing in this episode. So just in case you're listening with kids and uh, let's get into this episode. This is At Home with our children. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices like my lights, my locks. 
my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I'm curious to know, children, which parent do you like the most? No. Wait, uh, just to, oh no. Linda. Just. <laughs> that, that was quick and easy. Ditto. Linda. I mean, Linda. Yay! <laughs> but, it's because Linda doesn't send us pictures shaming us for all of our mishaps around the house. Have I ever sent you a <laughs> this shame? This is correct. I have only ever sh- sent... Tanelli and Earnshaw shaming videos about not loading a dishwasher correctly it, or leaving stains. It's true, but I don't do things because I'm afraid of getting in trouble. <laughs> like all children should. What are the leaving stains? Um, well, this is the thing. You know, when you use a, an espresso machine, I don't even know how to use it. So we know it's Tanelli that does it. And then I, I walk into the kitchen and there's a giant stain. It's not just a little bit of drop of coffee or whatever it is. It was the size of my hand on the countertop. That is not and true. Yes, I have video proof. And uh, anyway, I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, how do you finish your coffee and walk away? And that's on the counter and you don't notice it. Okay, so it. The, the story's changing right now. So what happened? Oh, now mm-hmm. he's looking at his phone. I'm, get, I'm getting the video or the picture. So yeah. what happened is that there was grinds of coffee. There's not a puddle. So let's correct that right now it was grinds of coffee was it not just as bad grinds of there coffee. was a puddle of grind there was a puddle of grinds and the way that you guys you try guys to never exaggerate change words and exaggerate a puddle totally changing it was the size of my hand what what was the is it a puddle or the what stainage. was it now it's the stainage. See, the story is changing. Oh, no. So, there, there was also a stain. Oh, I, Linda, you were there for that. There? I had is to lean in. Now he's involving Linda. No, Linda no, no, no. doesn't want to be involved. Everyone's got to be involved. Parent. Guys, this is a family discussion. Not a good good cop, bad cop family. The First off, there was a stain. There was actual stain. I had to get in with a vinegar like remover to get the stain. I was okay, like there elbows was, in. There I was like elbows a in. moist spot. That was moist. like constantly there. We all hate a moist that, spot. That's probably from the coffee maker. That's that. It's not my coffee it, splashing it was, everywhere. It was over Maybe next to it. Maybe there's a leak in your coffee. It was machine. over next to it. I have since bought Starbucks uh, pre-made coffee because I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but also, I would just like to come in uh, in Tonelli's defense. You know, sometimes. Sh- She's in a rush because she's working like a dog. Yeah. I will admit, you are Yay. one of the hardest working Men. people I know. You. What's Sometimes. your excuse, Jen? Jess? Well, Jen. I was going to say, Jen? Jen, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know who I am. <laughs> who are you? this girl? What are you doing here? <laughs> Sometimes I get blamed by Tanelli for things I didn't do because I'm the scapegoat. What was the last one that she blamed you for? Oh, Dishwasher. Um, I think there was a dish in the dishwasher that was incorrectly placed, and I got blamed. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to come back in here again. Um, I think that I try and do the most I can. I never place a dish in the sink ever. Do you guys? We, I do. I only put my dishes in the sink because I'm afraid to load the dishwasher. Yeah, just you? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, so I am the hardest working one in the home. Right, and who And who I get are? criticized. under the bus. Who? I'm just talking about children. Who puts wine glasses in the sink? Not me. Who I else wash drinks, them. Who else drinks wine glass? There is literally this morning, there was a wine glass in the sink. 
That wasn't me. That was I don't think that was me. I think I cleaned it. You had your red wine. I haven't had wine. Uh, Not yesterday. Linda, what do you think? I just get thrown under the bus for <laughs> well, everything at you this know what? point. We can check the security footage. Oh no. I do. <laughs> oh Lord, let's not do that. <laughs> I think uh, uh I feel really bad making the three of you like squeeze over one mic. I don't even have the extension arm to make it easier for you. Sweating in here. She's uh, sweating. You. <laughs> Jess has a bead of sweat coming down her upper lip. <laughs> is that, Just to, oh, is that the treatment that you give to your guests? So the kids in the house, the kids, the kids, yeah, the kids in the house are Annalie, Jess, and Tanelli. And I just realized this is like a TikTok house, but we only like twenty five percent of us are on TikTok. I think Except Tanelli gets all of her recipes on TikTok. That's true. Wait, wait, what do you mean TikTok house? Though? You know those TikTok houses, like oh, they all live like together, like influencer like houses. houses. Oh. Yeah. But totally not. I would. Oh, I just like. I'm not saying it's bad, but I kind of just cringe just saying it. <laughs> but because they're cringy. <laughs> but yes, we all live in the same house, and this is what we have to go through. I think it's just. It's been fun having our dinners every night. It's like a family dinner. Like when I grew up, JD, Jonathan, myself, mom and dad every evening together for dinner, sit down. And that has been the most fun. And to hear stories from the day and, the, and our different sides of the story from the day, like working with Tanelli and Anna Lee every day, yeah. it, it's actually been quite fun. And uh, we're missing, I mean, there's just not enough room in this, in this attic bedroom, but we're missing the friends like Wes, Hannah yeah. and the kids. Yeah. We should get the kids on. We should yeah. get the kids on. Yeah. What would you say? The living, other kids, the other living kids. in the house and full, Fully, you can throw me under the bus if you want. But oh, they will. What would you say is the most fun part of living in the house with us and the least fun part of living in the Ooh, house? Oh, it, it will be throwing you under the bus, so I hope you don't mind. Um, so when you get really um, stressed out about the crows in the yard <laughs> and start banging things against the, um, the, the little garage outside the gutter, yeah. and like, and then the crows seem to only not like you because they only show up when you're in town and yeah. they go away when you're not. It's true. And then, that. um, it's absolutely true. Well, that's the main thing. And then <laughs> the, I mean, yesterday was really funny. What was Wait, yesterday? What was yesterday? Down in the kitchen. What, what happened after you got your hair done? It was really cute. Oh, you just mean you just mean <laughs> when just I had all the, the dye in my hair and I yes. I don't move. And his smooth. I'm like frozen. Neck. You look like a Pixar character. Um, and then the other thing, um, what's annoying? Is that the? It? Annalie, you must have some. You've been here the longest. Well, uh, not to get too soppy and make Linda cry, but I what? Uh, I would never. So I went home. <laughs> To, well, I went to Denver to see my brother and dad this weekend, and then I went to Amarillo. And I had a really hard time not being with JD or you or Linda. <laughs> and I told JD, I was like, I think Drew and Linda like became my security blanket. And then you, like Tanelli, obviously, you came a little bit after the pandemic started. But before that, it was like, I don't know, I've gotten so used to being with only Drew, Linda, and JD that when I wasn't with them this last week, I was off. Aww. Like really off. So it's been nice to have family when I can yeah. see my biological family. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel weird when the house is empty. It does. Like <laughs> Lynn and I, you know, we, we do talk from time to time about how, you know, we always have friends and family around and we love that, but we do need our own time. But then when we just have the two of us, we're always talking about you guys and being like, <laughs> did you see when Jess said this? And oh my God, it was so funny when yeah. Annalie. And so. oh, there's no one to not load the dishwasher. Yeah. 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 But I think... Yeah, so it's just been nice having, and then 
with uh, Justin Tonelli, it's like legit feels like a the little whole family and it's comfortable. And I know people make fun of you guys for always having people here, but it's not. Who? Tell us who they are and they're never coming over again. Mm, there's too many. But, um, <laughs> but it's just nice that like we all get along and it. It's not like when you have certain family or friends where you have to entertain each other. Mm-hmm. Like we can all, if we're having an off day, it's not a big deal if we don't want to like socialize. Be super social. No. It's just kind of whatever. Well, yeah. Tanali, what's it like for you when you're, because we've known each other through work for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, is it almost eight years now? I didn't realize you put the mic on me. Se- uh, seven or eight years? Yeah. Seven and, years. And so what's it like for you from the work side <clears throat> of uh, being around Linda and me and then having to, then living with Linda and me? Well, I think it's much easier than I thought, actually. Like, I feel like when I was going back and forth, a lot of the time you guys were never even here. Right. We're never even here. Um, and I don't know. I think it's so much. I feel like I'm also, I'm an extrovert, but also an introvert in some ways because I like my alone time as mm-hmm. well. Um, but I think what Annalie hit the nail on the head is that it just feels so comfortable now. Like, I don't feel like I can, like, I don't hide in my room doing my work. Cause I feel like it's so hard. Uh, I feel like I keep way, trying to look at you. It's not the audio of the, of the, uh, our editor. It's that every time Tanelli's talking, she's trying, I'm trying to look at the people. So just close your eyes and talk. Uh, but I was thinking the other day that, how hard it's going to be. Like I obviously I miss my family and I miss my friends at home and I'm so excited to see them, but I'm going to head out probably in a month or like a, over no. a month. I, I know. And it's going to be so hard, like not seeing you guys every day. And I even thought of the kids next door Aww. and like not seeing them too. I They're feel like gonna that's going to be, gonna so, be sad. so challenging. I'll feel like liberated that I can do my household chores <laughs> without photos, but I, I know that other than that, we're going to hear from Audrey next door Aww. who has become your sidekick. She's just going to be like, I where's Tortellini? I know. Yeah. I love her. So I don't know. For it's going to be very challenging. For the record, the kids only call Tonelli Tortellini. <laughs> because of Jess. Yeah. Yeah. Jess actually thought my name was Tortellini. That is not true. Yes, or not Jennifer. True. Wait, let's have, double oh check. My or, or Jess, no, what's her Vanessa. first name? Victoria. Oh my gosh, oh my she stutters. I know because I never <laughs> call you that. I mean, it was very confusing because there's another Victoria and I didn't know. I just thought you were, I don't know, it was confusing. The, we have four or five Victorias in our circle. So. <laughs> yeah. And we then do. we have like four or five names for Tonelli. Yeah. Yeah. Per week. Yeah. Per Tone week. Loke, yeah. Tonelli, Tortellini. And it wasn't that I thought her name was Tortellini. I just couldn't remember it. And it just Tinelli. came out. Yeah. It was always on the edge of my tongue That's whenever ups. I tried to say her name. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be really weird when, when we rap and no one's here. Mm-hmm. But then, Lonely. I mean, she'll be It'll back when we start be, the next season. Yeah. It'll just be you and me, Droops. Oh, oh gosh. we got this. Oh, got this. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not going to be gone that much. <laughs> That's true. It's true. It was. It's funny, though, because it literally feels like a family with children in the house. And what I mean by that, too, is the other day I had to go up. I was doing some like fixes around the house, my punch list stuff. And I had to go up into Tonelli's bathroom to check something. Let's and I, I wasn't I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to go up there and fix it. And just in passing, I just said, hey, I just going to run into your bathroom for a second and check something. Ah, no. And she races upstairs. I'm like, oh, okay, she's going to organize a little bit or something like that. And then I think it was about 10 minutes later, you finally came down and was like, Five. okay, you're good. You're good to go. Well, I just want to make sure there's no delicates anywhere. You know? <laughs> 
We're not that close. <laughs> well, I mean, the boundaries. Yeah, I had to unclog my toilet twice. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're close. Actually? Yeah. yeah. Why was this? Because it was one of those like eco toilets, but we had one at our house too, and it just, they suck sometimes. And like they let don't me tell flush. You, Annalie doesn't eco shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, anyways, the plumber came. He said it was not my fault. It was the toilet, and the toilet the has been drew? replaced. No, oh, heart, real plumber. Heart it's oh. the real plumber. Oh, I tried. I tried. Oh Tori God. tried. Yuli tried, and then Hart tried. I did not try. I'm sorry. Wow. Thank so God. Embarrassing. I, I know. <laughs> that's why I know. That's where Dad. I uh, hold the line. <laughs> yeah, I'm not crossing no, that. Well, boundary. then you look at Jess in her bathroom. She couldn't f- figure out how to flush the toilet. When oh she my first gosh, came for like here, ten seconds. So, oh, ten seconds. I thought you were gonna say ten now days. Broken. Now it's broken. Yeah. Oh, yeah well, by broken, I need to change the battery. So yeah. that toilet, uh, there's usually there's a little sticker that shows a hand, and you wave your hand over top of the tank, and it flushes it. But the very first time you came and stayed there, you couldn't figure it out, and I don't blame you. Shall we talk about dreams? Dreams. Ooh. I think the dreams. There is a, a room full of creative people here. Which is, it always amazes me when we all get together, so much creativity comes out of those conversations. So, what's something really exciting in your new future, Annalie, that you're excited about? Something oh, I thought you on. meant like dreams, like <sighs> that happen when you sleep. Oh, well, we can talk about that too. Well, I can't talk about the most exciting thing that's going to happen. Oh, um, <laughs> let me just say that we may have. A little something in the works for a show that involves three dynamically talented women. <clears throat> Just saying, that's all. You can guess all you want. You can DM us to let us know what you think it is. That's all I'm saying. Wow, we're saying that? I'm saying that much. Wow. How I'm, do, I'm happy with you saying that even. Yeah. How, but, do, you, how do you know? You're one of the dynamic I, women I'm talking about. I don't, I don't know. Why do you think she thinks she is? <laughs> <laughs> Um, wow. What else though? Like, what's something exciting? Dreams. Well, I think since our last chat when I was on, I've just really gone even harder into like self work stuff, and I kind of don't know exactly what I want to do, like next projects or whatever. But this trip, like going home, was just really affirming to me, and that I'm on like a good path to figuring out how I want to spend my time and who I want to spend my time with. And when you say like you're figuring out who you want to spend time with, are there five, four individuals in particular that make the cut? Well, five. I mean, you guys and my husband. Oh, yes. Yes, that's true. Good point. J- JD's involved too. Good point. Good point. Yeah. He's invited. But uh, yeah, no, it was really nice. When I was in Amarillo. I stayed with my grandma and my her husband, my grandpa had passed last year. And uh, it was just really nice to... I don't know. I've never had this much just grandma time before. Mm. It was like really nice to wake up and spend the mornings with her and go through my grandpa's stuff. And I don't know. I feel like uh, I think I'm going to go back to Amarillo more often to see my family. Mm. That's nice. I never thought I would say, but (laughs) it is what it is. That's amazing. So Jess, for anybody who doesn't know, (laughs) Jess Earnshaw is a photojournalist, an amazing award-winning director and producer her film Jacinta, you need to do a bit of the humble brag because she just won won awards. Wait, what were the last three that you had? You had... Um, I won Best Documentary Feature at Mountain Film. Um, 
uh, Best New Documentary Director at uh, Tribeca and Best Documentary Feature at Hot Springs. Wow. 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 <laughs> but tell us what's something you're really excited about that's coming up that you're working hard on. Well, I don't know if I can talk about the projects I'm working on right now. Top secret. Top secret. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did just move to LA, which is very exciting. Um, and yeah, I'm just looking forward to like better balance and like, you know, seeing you four. Can, can you tell everyone about your film that has just been winning all these awards? Um, it's emotional. It makes you fall in love with the family and the character and the, and the dynamic between mother and daughter. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I met a, um, so I was working on a photo essay in Maine on aging in prison. Um, and I met a mother and daughter incarcerated together and I followed the daughter. Um, so the daughter was 26 at the time, mother was 46. And I followed the daughter, Jacinta, when she left prison for about three and a half years and followed her with her daughter and her family. And it's looking at um, addiction, incarceration, and generational trauma through the lens of a family in Maine. It is pretty amazing. The one thing, and I, I'm, I'm saying this, and I'm trying to be in the most unoffensive way possible, but I think a lot of people would look at Jacinta and her mom and think they are not my cup of tea. I would not hang around with people like that. They're incarcerated. But then you really start to feel, even though you know they can be a bit brash with how they're talking, just since his mom was just on there, there is a deep love that she has for her daughter. And even though the path that they've taken is not exactly maybe the healthiest, it's still rooted deeply in love and everything that she does is for her daughter and her family. And I think it really warmed me up and anybody that watched it with me by the end of the film that you really do love them. You, you think that they're they're amazing. You want the best for them. And, and I love what you've done for them. To see Jacinta at the film festival, to see her, uh, you know, on the red carpet, that was pretty amazing. That was so special too, because like this year has been full of so many virtual festivals and a lot of it has been me going by myself to the ones that I can go to. But having Jacinta and her dad there, like was so special. At Tribeca. That yeah. is like the, one of the largest it's festivals in the so world. Amazing. Yeah. It was yeah. just so sweet to see them like get something back, you know? Yeah. And I felt like, I know I was saying this earlier to, I don't know if I was saying to you guys, but I felt like I was like, they're like my children, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like looking at it through their eyes and they were so excited. And Jacinta's father had never taken an airplane before, had never been to New York. And he was just like, his mm. eyes were like wide mm. open. So you realize if they're your children, that makes them Linda and my grandchildren. I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, so true. So Tanelli, uh, why what are you, you excited yeah. about? What am I excited about? About? Sounding about, Canadian. I don't know. I feel like I'm also going to be feeling like after the season's done. So we're right in the midst of filming Celebrity IOU. And we have four more episodes that we have to finish up. We just finished up 10 previous ones. Oh my God, I can't do this mic thing. Um, So after that season's done, I'm definitely gonna feel a lot more open and also open to new opportunities. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your dream? What would you love to do? I mean, I think in a lot of ways, if you asked me five years ago what my dream would be, it'd be doing what I am right now in a lot of ways, like designing, um, having people see my design work or millions of people see my design work um, on camera. And I don't know, one day I would love to have a design brand just of my own um, that and do things that people haven't seen before. 
Mm-hmm. You are a very talented designer. Mm-hmm. What has been your favorite Celeb IOU episode so far? Um, I think the Kardashian episode with Kris Jenner, we went above and beyond with that, that Reno. I don't think we've ever tackled anything as big in terms of scale. And just the overall design of that space too was really something that I resonated with in terms of how they wanted it very light and airy. I love exterior spaces and Mm -hmm. I love the idea of bringing the indoor outdoors because I feel like outdoor spaces can always kind of look very tacky. Mm -hmm. And I also love that you and I were able to convince Jonathan to move the pool. Move Move that pool. Forget the bus, move that pool. Um, (laughs) By the way, and and also hearing like Chris and Kim were saying this is one of the best experiences they've ever had. It was to give back to. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it is so meaningful to be able to do something like that for people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Drewby, you're next. What's your dream? What is my dream? Gosh, there's so many. (laughs) The thing I would say that I am most excited about in the coming um, year, I hope, is children. Mm. I think Linda and me digging into some (laughs) mom and dad time would be really, really awesome. So give myself the space from everything else that we do to be able to enjoy that. Are we not enough for you, Dad? (laughs) (laughs) Just because we want to have real children doesn't mean our fake children are any less important to us. I'm a real child. (laughs) But this is what parents do, right? They have younger children so that their older children can babysit. Right? I'm so down. I'm swiftly out. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. I feel like your kids are going to be the cutest. Once they're teens and yeah. teens, totally down to hang. So realistically, Drew, um, how are you going to, like, do you feel this the way your schedule is right now is conducive to, like, other kids in the picture? Other kids? Other kids. Other kids. <laughs> Wait, you, you heard about the other ones? Yeah. Kids. Um, you know, I definitely do. I mean, I know that I keep a busier pace than most people would ever dream of having, but I do feel that being in control of that schedule helps me be mm. able to open things up as I need. And I, mm. I look forward to it. I mean, it, it is, it has been nice over COVID times as well. It was nice to really have more home time, not travel as much. And so mm-hmm. I definitely think so. I think you guys are going to be the best parents ever. Oh, thanks. Oh, i go on record with that. Seeing you with the kids, I think you guys are going to be amazing. Thank you. It is On fun. the record. It's really great having <laughs> our nieces and nephew. Yeah. having our nieces and nephew in the neighborhood like having them so close whereas we've never had that before has been really great and good practice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's good practice but it's also like very surface level practice hella surface yeah Yeah, like very like i'm so tired go back to your go back to your parents this one just pooped themselves take it take it i am really curious to see because like you said, it is very surface. Like I, when I just went home to Amarillo, I met three babies that were, were all born in the <laughs> did last Did they come up to you and were like, hey. Year? <laughs> yeah, I did. I handshaked all of them. Uh, but it's like very interesting because uh, one's three months, one's eight months, and the other one's a year. Mm. And so seeing how much work babies oh, yeah. are. Makes you want to have totally, 10 of them. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That it's just different, like because your nieces sure. and nephews are so fun, but they're old enough to talk to. Yeah. yeah. And watching, you know, having to figure out what a baby needs. I was oh like, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But by then, they'll know, you know, how to type and text us, like, I'm hungry. I need the yeah. food. <laughs> <Boop. Boop. laughs> 
What's up? How about you over She's there? She's giving me the look. Lady yeah. in the corner. What's your uh, big goal, ambition, passion? Um, my big goal is to continue to just do what I feel. Because I think for so long I just did what I thought I should do versus like, even though, actually no. I thought what I should do is like what I wanted to do. And now I realize it's like opposite. Well, you also have spent like 10 years keeping up to my pace. Exactly. Which is definitely not what you want. <laughs> no, but I thought it was what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So for the longest time, you were like the biggest advocate for me, like slowing down. But I took that to offense because I was like, I can handle it. Like, don't tell me that I can't handle it. Like my, my neck all of a sudden got all like attitude. Uh, uh, hold <laughs> like, on, let me do this. Let me turn to the children all at the same time. Could she handle it? Nope. Uh, uh, no, but I was like in such now because like I wanted to be able to handle yeah. it but for I, I think so many reasons. I think you also, it wasn't like you just got pressured into it. I, I no. feel like you did really enjoy it. Exactly. It's yeah. just, it was the same for me. Like a few years ago when we started traveling a lot, I loved it. I didn't realize how hard it was on me until On your COVID. body. Yeah. 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 Literally until COVID. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I feel like once I slowed down, I realized like, whoa, like yeah. I miss my life in a way. Like I feel like yeah. I really do lose myself in work. Mm -hmm. So being able to slow down, spend time with family, um, even before like I came to LA has been so much better in a lot of ways. And now that I'm amping up again, I'm like, ah, I kind of miss the slow down COVID time. Slovid. I actually yeah. have a question on that because Jess is the same. Jess will be on the road filming for, I mean, how long did Jacinta take you? Like five years or something? Um, With the edit, it was four. Four years, yeah. And it was filming up to the end. Yeah, it definitely slowed me down. Like, And I think it was weird because I worked on Jacinta literally a week before COVID began. And it forced me to slow way. Like I hadn't stopped for four and years. Just in general though, like you would, leave whatever you were doing at the drop of a dime if like yeah. you had to go see Jacinta and film at the prison. Yeah. Cause so, it like, was you couldn't all... really have a full life wherever you were living. Yeah. Cause you were just on call basically. Totally. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. Like, I feel like all of us are so passionate about our careers. Do you feel like you have put your life on hold, like other parts of your lives on hold mm -hmm. because of that passion? And do you regret it? I think even a year ago, I resented it and I felt like I had put it on hold. And I think a year ago, my mentality was that like, I put my life on hold for this work and like, what do I have to show for it? But now I realize like, I did want to do it when I was doing it and when I was mm -hmm. like doing it super full time. And so, yeah, now I don't really resent it as much. It's just like, I realize now that I want something different and I wish it's weird to say, like, I wish I wanted it sooner. Cause like when it comes to having kids, for example, you do realize like how much you run your body down 
Yeah. Like when you start trying. And also with how busy we were, Lindy and I didn't even think about it. (laughs) Like we, five, six years ago, I would have loved to have had kids then. We literally weren't thinking about it because Mm -hmm. we were so busy doing what we're doing. And so I don't like to kick myself for, you know, what could have been, I, you know, I'll look do back. That for yeah, you. Linda will do that for yeah. me. Uh, mm-hmm. No, but looking back and you can acknowledge like, you know, I would have loved to play a year of college basketball. I would have loved to be in the NBA. That would have never happened. <laughs> but um, it's instead of getting all upset about something I missed out on, I've learned from it and I grew in different ways. Um, but I'm glad now that we realize that we have to prioritize for, for family. Mm-hmm. I did get kind of like Linda, I did get really resentful, like a year and a half ago at the beginning of COVID um, just because I realized how much I stressed myself out for the last probably four or five years. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even, it took me a few months of therapy to like realize it wasn't just the pace. It was that social media became what it is now. And I just had this constant pressure of like having to be a certain way online. And I used to be very much, I would just do whatever I felt all the time. So like I would go work out and then I'd go run errands in my sweaty clothes. And it was like five-ish years ago, some JD and a couple of friends told me that I basically needed to start like getting dressed up because people recognize me now when I go out and that I should wear like at least a little bit of mascara. And I think JD was joking, but our friends weren't. And I kind of took it to heart too much and I just got to this point where like I couldn't go anywhere without makeup and you cared too much I cared way too much and and how I needed to be at events and um once I realized it was more of that that made me feel inauthentic than like my work Mm. I just had to like acknowledge some things but I don't regret it because now even with like my depression or anxiety I just Everything I've been through, like so many people can relate to that. And so mm-hmm. now that I've found a way to work through it, I feel like I can help a lot of other people work through similar things. Yeah, mm-hmm. like when you do post on social media, but you're posting the real side of life, it's mm-hmm. not just the image that people you would hope people see. No one's perfect. And I really love that you inspire people to open up about their uh, their lives on social yeah. too. I mean, we all clog toilets sometimes. You know, we do. And, you know, <laughs> some more often than others. I sometimes wear mascara to the gym as well. So, so Janelle, you didn't answer though. How about for yeah. you being having to be down here with us in the US? Um, but also, I mean, you used to have quite a core group of friends and you said a mm-hmm. lot of them, when you started being away more, it sort of kind of broke up the gang a little bit. Mm-hmm. How, how do you find that is for you? Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? So I think at the start, I definitely did not have a good balance. And I recognize that now. And I think that's what my friends are trying to tell me. Not that they were mad at me, just that they missed me. And same with my mom and dad. Mm. Like sometimes they're just like, we just want to talk to you. And I want to talk to them too, but I just get so passionate about work and our pace is sometimes very hard to keep up with. So Mm -hmm. um, I think I'm at the cusp. Like I think right now I love the experiences that I have. I would not change them for the world because I think that has made me who I am today. I feel like I'm a lot more independent because of it. And I just, I'm so passionate. I feel like I'm grateful that I found a passion, but I also have recognized that I need a better balance. Mm -hmm. And I think it is interesting being a woman too um, in this industry. It's like, I feel like career wise, I'm really ready to fly, but I also want to keep in mind that I do want a family one day. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance that? And genetically, Mm -hmm. there's got to come a time where you slow down if you want kids or you want to get married, which Mm -hmm. I do. 
So it's so hard to find that balance because I'm just ready to keep going in a lot of ways and keep thinking bigger. With your personality, I -hmm. see when you have kids, like I see you like you're on the bed at the hospital about to deliver and you have all your samples and floor plans and and design (laughs) elements laid out. (laughs) She's she's redesigning the hospital room. Yeah. That (laughs) is so you. Um, Yeah. No, but I think it's so hard as a woman. It's so like, much harder. You know? Like there's so many more things to consider. And I just I just don't want to regret that either. So that's one thing. Is right now I don't regret anything, but I don't want to get 5 years down the road. And I also my family too. I want to be with my family. I think that's one thing mm-hmm. that I could see myself regretting. Like even my grandma right now, I haven't seen her in over a year. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to regret that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's good to just be aware of it. Like I was either blind to it or like in denial of the fact that like I was getting older or am getting older. Um, and I just thought like, Oh, I could deal with that later. I could just deal with that later. But like you're dealing with it later is going to be so much harder mm-hmm. than if I were to think about it then and consider like, Oh, if this is what I want in the future, how should I prep for it now? Mm-hmm. Um, and then biologically, like, yeah, just like to give yourself more options in the future. If you think that's even what you want. Yeah, I was going to say too, I think in terms of like regretting things, I feel like I've done a pretty good job of maintaining all my healthy relationships. Mm. And um, I don't know, it's kind of a hard thing to explain. But like when you come into this kind of work, like you're saying, Drew, like because we are all so creative, I find it easier to make friends now because of the industry industries that we're in. And so I vibe with people more. And I've just let go some of the relationships that don't serve me as well. So I do find now, like, the people that I stay close to, we just get closer and closer. And then when I make new friends, they, like, almost start off deeper than oh, my relationships cool. in the past did. I like I like that, too, because I, I think I left my hometown pretty early. Um, I mean, before we even graduated high school, we moved off from BC to Alberta. And then we ended up coming down to the States. And so I always think like, yeah, I kind of, it's sad to me that all those people I knew from elementary school, from high school, from my early jobs and, and whatnot, I don't talk to them really anymore, but really it is the, the deepest relationships. I have a couple of people from high school, a couple from the college days that are really the, the core friends and those relationships are deep. And I still like to hear from time to time what other people are up to, but. No, you're just nosy. I am nosy. Yeah. <laughs> but I also like too when randomly, completely randomly, you'll meet somebody brand new. And there is that feeling of a deeper relationship right away, which is pretty cool. I do find it easier to make friends now. And I feel like I've always had trouble making new friends as an adult. But really? now that... Is like, it because you, you scare them away because you'll meet somebody for the first time and 10 seconds later you say, bye, I love you. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who's love this stalker? <laughs> uh, sorry, I mean, uh, just talking to my donut. <laughs> Um, because I think we're like choosing to surround ourselves or like be in environments where we think it's going to be like more our vibe rather than just showing up, for example, to a party that's just like an industry party that, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you're no just, desire. Yeah. I do find now that I'm way more selective. Exactly. Too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to making friends, I think I can kind of recognize very quickly if it's someone that I want to pursue a relationship with versus just keep it at surface level yeah Yeah. can we talk about like the gut feeling you get like what is that Mm. 
like the gut feeling when you meet someone, whether it's like a, Intuition. I just want to hug you. And like, I feel like we've been friends for a long time versus like, I just want to run in the opposite direction. Well, you know, when you have like, yeah. and, and it's sometimes, I mean, people will just do it because they're in a rush or a certain situation or just our industry, but surface conversation, if you know, it's just the, Oh, hi, how are you? Good. How's your day? Oh, good. Busy out there. Nice. Whatever it is. No desire. <laughs> like how but, you just had a conversation about himself. Yeah. But when you have somebody that you meet and then they say something that is way more interesting or something you did, it catches you, um, you know, off balance. I love that because I'm the person who loves to do that too. If somebody's not expecting it, I'll just come in and ask them something random or I'll point out something in their teeth. And uh, it just creates a deeper, deeper relationship. By the way, you have something in your teeth. I also kind of think it's like how you leave, like when you're with, when you're hanging out with someone and then you leave the situation and how you feel, mm -hmm. you know, that's how I kind of judge it. Like, like energetic I, residue. Yeah. Like if yeah. I feel really like uplifted or like good versus if I feel kind of depleted mm -hmm. or like bad or uncomfortable, I usually yeah. feel it after mm, and I do what? necessarily in the moment. Yeah. That's such a good, like, I think, I think I just had an aha moment uh, because- so while I was, wow. while I was with, wow. I don't want to give you guys a few minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to like, uh, it's hard to say this. Say so it. while I was traveling this last week, I don't want to say like which city or anything. Cause I don't want people to feel weird, but there was a few times where I was with certain people or in certain situations. And I just, like I was already feeling weird because I missed you guys a lot, mm -hmm. but I've just felt really like sad and kind of depressed. And like, I haven't felt like that from being around people in a really, really long time. And I couldn't really pinpoint it, but I think just that's exactly so what it was. Like, so I you feel it was like, like pulling your energy? Yeah. Well, not that. It was like, there's the situations, you know, it was like the one guy I was telling you guys, like at the bar, he was like... <laughs> It was just been doing coke in the bathroom and like, I just haven't been around. Sorry, you were just doing coke in the bathroom? I was no. at a bar and this, there was a guy that was like just openly talking about doing coke in the bathroom. And like, I just, to each their own, but I just haven't been around kind of that environment in a long time. And then just seeing how some people that I've known for a really long time are still in the same rut and just like we we're in Amarillo and like, some people that I knew from back in the day, they were still driving drunk after the bar. Like who does that, you know? But it just, I didn't feel good after because obviously I worry about people mm -hmm. and then, you know, human being judgmental and whatever. But it just made me like realize how, yeah, you know, our, our group of people is so good. I always feel good after. I'm not used to feeling bad after being around people. I have a question for you guys. So I, as in, in the vein of what you're talking about right there, like I'm somebody who, if someone is really putting out this terrible energy, negative energy, or somebody's being, you know, a bully or whatever it is, you know me, I will speak my mind about it and I will, I will confront it. Does that, do you find sometimes that is a negative thing in your minds that if I'm so confront, confronting about things like that? Confrontational. Confrontational. Well, but I don't, I'm not, I'm not confronting people to start a fight about something. I'm just getting it out to deal with an awkward situation. So hopefully it can alleviate it or else we don't need that person around us. What are you talking you're just about? Vocal. I don't find you confrontational. You're just vocal. Do you, but what do you think? Do you find that as something that could be negative or do you find that as something that is good to try to talk through something instead of just writing somebody off? I think it's incredibly healthy and refreshing because not enough people do it. Tanelli? Uh, yeah. Um, I think... 
Mm. I think that it, it all depends on the scenario. Yes. So I think if it's someone that is important to you, if it's someone that's important to you, then yes, I feel like that direct um, way of approaching things is something that I would value. And I think that's a really good quality of yours. And I think even with me, when I had a falling out with my friends years ago now, because of how busy my schedule was, I was very direct in wanting to talk to them, even if it wasn't the most pleasant of conversations. But I think with you, you like to th uh, say things to people or whatever and might stress you out sometimes too. And when you don't really need to, if it's someone that's not important, like mm. the girl just that let used, it go. Like your road rage the other day. That's exactly like, what I was thinking just about. Let her go. Like for something like that. Let me clarify, it wasn't my road rage. It um, was her well, road rage. But it was fueling it, her road rage. It made it into road rage. And I was in the car. So yes, you were direct, <laughs> but I think you could have let that So for the go. record, a lady was trying to cut around oh, into gosh, the oncoming lane. Yep. And I was not letting that happen because she was behind me. And then it was a whole ordeal where she's like kind of like edging forward, threatening to hit my car, yelling at us. And finally I pull up and out of the way and uh, she whips around and I have a, you know, Nevada license plate and she just yells out, go back to effing Vegas. Oh no. Uh, no go she, back she goes, to Vegas. Go back to Vegas, mother effer. Anyway, I agree. <laughs> I agree that there are times where I probably can just woosaw and let something go, but, um, I don't know what is in my personality. I, I like to, if there's something awkward, I would rather deal with it instead of hope it goes away. Yeah. I think if the relationship is important, deal with it. But if it's like, and if someone is being bullied and you're seeing this, then yeah, of course do something if it's safe. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I get worried about. Like if you're just like trying to prove a point or put someone in their place, like you never know if they have a yeah, weapon. True. Like that's what scares me. Very true. Yeah. I, I actually think it's good to, even if you're not like close to someone, I just think I, I do find myself, I mean, I think you and I drew are a lot more similar and not always in a good way because <laughs> I get road rage too. So sometimes I'm like, oh, what if something really happened and we're together? We'd probably escalate it. Um, <laughs> but I, I just like people to know where I stand too. Like I really like to make it clear like what's important to me what I will and won't allow, what my boundaries are. So I, I do like that you're very direct about things and people like kind of know how to take you versus most people are really soft-spoken and just want to like be people pleasers. And sometimes that makes it hard to know where someone stands and what their opinions are. Well, I think it's also, it's embarrassment or... Um the awkward feeling or I don't know, there could be shame or something that is also making people afraid to mm -hmm. approach something. And a lot of people will just hope it goes away. And that's just for me. I've never wanted to push something down. If something's affecting me, I never want to push it down and hide it. I never want to avoid it out of embarrassment or something. I just want to get through the awkward part. And if it turns into something good or a deeper relationship, great. If it ends up not changing the other person's perspective and something, then it's just not meant to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's like, an ideal situation. And I think a lot of people strive for that. And it I took think time. He, I, I trained yeah. myself. I think yeah. it's a fear of confrontation for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I think I, I agree with these guys and you that I feel so much more comfortable around people who are direct and mm -hmm. like have great communication because when something's not being said, that's what makes me feel uncomfortable because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you can read it and you can feel it. And I think for me, like I've had moments where in my past where I don't like confrontation so I will avoid but I feel like it always like that 
stuff Festers. builds up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be more upset at a certain point when you didn't need to be, if you just dealt with it early. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I'm definitely striving to have better communication, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And are you also trying to get your road rage under control? You know, Do you have road rage? No. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can't picture Jess no, with road rage. She has no I feel rage like she'd be like, in her body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, she would just be like, wow. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to honk yeah. at you. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that's, that's called Canadian rage. Yeah. Canadian rage. Oh, man. <laughs> We're all okay, hungry. Do you guys remember your dreams at all? Do you guys ever have. Okay. Really? I, I have some in my notes that I've saved. Oh, do you? Oh, that's mm-hmm. see, I've done that from time to time and I want to do it more because sometimes I think there's the dreams are so detailed and I'm like, there's something in here. It could be an idea for something new that we do, or it could just be like a personality thing. Last night I had a dream that so in high school, Jonathan and I were always together. We were known as the karate kids because we did karate, so nobody ever bugged us. But there was one guy, Dustin, in grade eight that was a bully and um, he was, so how did it work? So one of my good friends, uh, he would lived across the street from him and we used to hang out in the summer. We hung out a little bit. And then one day his dad came home from work and as his dad was pulling up, he was like, Oh, uh, my dad's coming home. Guys, just, just act really cool. Act cool. And we were confused by that because we would have been hanging out and having a good time for weeks or whatever. And then so Jonathan, in Jonathan fashion, tucks his polo shirt in. Yes, he wore a polo shirt in grade eight. He tucked his polo shirt in and pulled his khaki pants up to his his chest. And then he walked over and says, well, hello there. Nice to meet you. Acting super nerdy. And then that guy never spoke to us again and became a total bully. And so in my dream, I saw him now as an adult and had a conversation and I asked him if he remembers what he was like as a, as a kid and he acknowledged and he grew from there. And it was sort of like, a, ah, he has changed moment in my dream. So maybe. do you think that's real or do you think that maybe you in your dream, you went to like an alternate timeline where he did grow? Well, I mean, I, I hope as an adult he has grown because I think you ask anybody from our grade eight high school year, he was a total bully. Oh, Dustin. Uh, damn, Fine, Dustin. Dustin. Dustin, if you're listening, I hope you've grown. But um, anyway. but it, I mean, it was, yes, Dustin. That was my whole thing, yeah. For me, I like to think that even though people make mistakes, all kids make mistakes or do dumb things, but hopefully he has grown. What, what, what are your weird dreams, though? I have weird ones, too. Oh, gosh, I have such oh, weird, elaborate ones. I had that long one the other night. Uh, Drew was like, shorten it, keep it short, excuse me. <laughs> Every morning we ask each other, oh, do you remember your dreams? And I'm, we're in bed and I'm telling him my dreams and he fell back asleep because it was so long. No, no, this morning I'm telling Linda my dream about Dustin. Oh, yeah. And Linda's like, but wait, wh- who had the feather? I'm like, what? He's like, wait, did I dream that? I'm like, yeah, there was no feather in my dream. <laughs> I fell back asleep and started dreaming. Thanks a lot. Uh, Anyway, I had another one about a paper cut that poisoned me. And I was really scared. I tend to have a lot of dreams where I'm looking for a bathroom. I have to go and every time I find the bathroom, it's either a toilet in the middle of the room with a bunch of people or it's so disgustingly dirty and I'm not wearing any shoes and I have to walk through it to get to the toilet. I Ugh. don't understand what that means. I think that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I have a lot of dreams about my teeth cracking and I do clench, so I'm sure that's probably what does that mean? Um I I think teeth falling out and hair falling out are the same thing. Stress and it's anxiety. It's usually like stress or uh, fear of losing things. 
Mm, interesting. That's my most common. I can't remember any of my dreams right now. Because oh. you're living it. Okay, wait. <laughs> yeah. Can we do this? Can we talk about this? And hopefully this will spark something because Tanelli looks like she's still lost. Mm-hmm. I Has anybody ever had a reoccurring dream? Yeah, but I can't remember yeah, what I it is remember. right now. I mean, I, I, I used to dream a lot when, as a kid being underwater, like water dreams. Ugh. You yeah. know? What like, dreams? Like water dreams, but like... Oh no! <laughs> no, no! I used to have wet dreams too, but it was dreams where I would pee myself. <laughs> no, it was like I'd be like swimming underwater, but it would feel like I was flying. Oh, yeah, cool. I had a lot of dreams like that. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, I like, are, like I like how you said that, and we, we were all like, "Oh, but like, good water." Because cool. I, I had good a dream water. where yeah. I would be on a road, like driving on a road, and then all of a sudden the ocean overtakes the road, and you're in your underwater. That always That's freaked creepy. me out. Those are emotional dreams, the water dreams. Yeah, mm, are yeah. they? Yeah, we should look up dream moods and my dreams are always about work I feel like it, it will always be yeah I think that's like a- forgetting a deadline and then me waking up and being like oh thank god or like me making sense or not making sense like being half asleep and then coming up with a plan for the day Ooh. and then not it not making any sense by the time I actually wake up. Like I'm mm. making you, imaginary lists. That do you ever actually- dream about your designs and then you wake up and you're actually like, actually, that was really good. Yeah, there's been moments like that. Like if I yes. if something doesn't make sense at night in the morning, all of a sudden it clicks. Mm. So I power of sleep. Yeah. yeah, I find it fascinating when you do in your dream. You're like, this is the most brilliant thing I have ever thought of. Exactly. And then you wake up and you're still thinking it's brilliant, and then you realize this literally makes no sense at all. It's a moment. Yeah. yeah. I had a dream where I was because uh, I used to be a flight attendant years and years ago for an airline in Canada, WestJet. And I had a dream that now today as a property brother, I had to go back and I was working at WestJet as a flight attendant and I had to do the, like the, what do you call it? Like the demonstration. I would love to. Yeah. Can, I, can we hear the, can we hear the demonstration? Oh gosh. I can't remember how it goes. Like, ladies and gentlemen, please check the card in your seat pocket. It has all the safety information for your flight today. There are six exits, two at the front, two mid cabin and two at the back. Uh, it's going to, no, I've. I can't remember all of it. Uh, put, put your yeah, mask, yeah, yeah. Put your mask on before your children. <laughs> Even if the bag doesn't inflate, you're still receiving oxygen. But anyway, I, so I was nervous though because I didn't know all the, the speech and I was supposed to give it. And uh, I can remember in the dream, I was feeling anxious about having to do that. Mm. Anyway, maybe it means I have to be a flight attendant again. Yeah, revisit. Did you like being a flight attendant? I did. It, it was tiring at times because it's early, you know, early mornings, late, late um, like long days. But... And you also, a lot of people just get really angry in the air and I don't know, that wasn't fun. And also the bathroom, we were supposed to clean it if it was a mess. Let me tell you, no way I want to touch explosive diarrhea when somebody's been in there and they don't tell you about it. Now I keep looking at you every time there's a a washroom thing. I'm just like, Annalise bathroom. Well, (laughs) it's been very insightful. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, Speaking of dinner time. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, for the record, dinner has been ready for almost an hour, so uh, it'll now be cold, but it's going to be worth it. And then we'll just continue and have more conversations around our table. Linda, hey. me, and the kids. And we have to watch The Bachelorette. <gasps> yes! That's oh tonight. God. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Drew oh my is gosh. So excited. <laughs> Drew pretends that he doesn't like it, but secretly, I think he really enjoys it. I don't even it. think it's a you secret. Know, I enjoy more watching you guys, and the funniest thing in the last time was... 
Tanelli, because Tanelli's <laughs> the hardcore here. But then Tanelli, Linda, and me were looking at each other, and Annalie was glued. She was engrossed. Tanelli was talking to Annalie, asking her questions. We're there like, was oh, no hey. response. She was catching flies. Her mouth was <laughs> wide open. You know what the thing is, though? That show brings out the not, the parts of me that I don't want to be there. It makes me <laughs> so judgy. I just sit there and like I could say a bad thing about every person on the screen. Oh, no. And that's not good, but that's why I get engrossed in it. <laughs> I'm just upset because I missed one episode where there was somebody I wanted to see get kicked off and they're already kicked oh. off. There's going to be like a 30 it. minute recap Carl anyway. Carl off? Yeah. <gasps> Carl. Oh my good. God. <laughs> They made it look mm-hmm. like he was going to be on there for forever. No, well, down. a Great. huge thank you to the kids for joining us. Tanelli, <laughs> Jess, Annalie. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. We go love clean, you. Go clean your rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Well, after our last Maker episode, we had a whole bunch of makers reach out and say they loved that we're showcasing different makers. So and for so, today's Maker Shaker moment, are we sticking with that? I like that. We'll see. Maker Shaker. <laughs> we want to tell you about Peggy. Peggy grew up in Northern California. Her parents are from Taiwan. And she was telling us that she got her start making jewelry on the TV show classic Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I freaking loved that show. I know you were obsessed. I I was, I liked it and all my friends watched it. I wouldn't say I was obsessed. I just remember watching it with Rodney. (laughs) Anyway, back to Peggy Lee. So she went to school for chemical engineering, even though she knew she wanted to do something more creative. So after college, she moved to LA to become a screenwriter. And it was then that she met the costume designer for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So basically she became a self-taught jewelry maker on the set of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And that created a whole other avenue of passion for her. And she created her own business. You know, one thing I do love that Peggy mentioned is that something that she suffers from and a lot of business owners probably suffer from is comparison syndrome, where you're always comparing yourself to other businesses. And I really like that she's admitting that and, you know, that feel that you don't always have to be bigger and better. If you're loving what you do, go for it. Yeah. I think we need to hear more of that and stop comparing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Her work includes a great collection that donates a portion of sales to charities and causes, including fire relief, stopping AAPI hate, and pandemic relief. And you can see her work in a lot of current TV shows like The Bachelorette and one of our faves, Dead to Me. Oh, yes. Peggy's website is PeggyLee.com, P-E-G-G-Y-L-I.com. And she is on Instagram and Twitter. It is at PLC Peggy. We want to keep hearing from you makers and shakers. So hit us up and maybe we'll highlight you in one of our episodes. Keep making love. Yeah, keep making love. Okay, Linda's encouraging sex. So lots of sex out there, everybody. Yeah, I think that's important. (laughs) (laughs) Just got awkward. And a huge thank you to our homies, Brandon Angelino, Annalie Bell, Hannah Fan, Courtney Iwanis, West Friend, Chris Cobain, Jessica Bryant Harvey, and Nicole Schachter. Our theme music for At Home is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And music is composed and produced by Rick Rousseau. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate us. Always rate us. We love you rating and commenting. Yeah, we actually like your feedback. And to you, thank you. Thank you, love you. Love you. Yeah, it feels like home. Dun, 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 dun. 
ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (gasps) Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.